0: to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. Underneath, right away. touchdown, South Carolina. And your biggest heartbreak. What a hit, balls free, on the ground, South Carolina. Cloudy just says, I'll take care of business right here. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. What a start for the Gamecocks. And every Saturday... You tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here.
1: Talking about the South Carolina Gamecocks, that definitely makes you feel like you are in Williams-Brice Stadium right there. That is a very, very lit crowd, but their head coach is Shane Beamer. He was named their 36th head coach on December 6th of 2020, and in his first two seasons, he has defeated three coaches who have won national championships, whether you talk about Jimbo Fisher, Dabo Sweeney, or Mac Brown. Now, he had a successful first season In Columbia, he improved the Gamecocks by three and a half games from a two and eight mark in 2020 to a seven and six campaign in 2021, including a convincing win over North Carolina and the Dukes Mayo Bowl. He tied the school record for wins by a first-year head coach. He doubled the preseason's expected win total and surpassed the win total of the previous two seasons combined, earning him a share of the Steve Spurrier first-year Coach of the Year award. And in 2022, the team again exceeded expectations by recording eight wins, including three wins over ranked opponents. They won eight games for just the 15th time in 129 seasons, and for the first time since 2017, they will rank 23rd in the country in the final AP in USA Today Coaches Poll, marked the first time since 2013 that the Gamecocks finished the season, ranked in the top 25, and the 10th time Carolina has finished the season, ranked in the final AP poll. They took out number 5 Tennessee and number 7 Clemson in the final two games of the regular season the first time Carolina has posted back-to-back wins over top 10 teams in the seventh time in history that a school has defeated AP top 10 opponents in consecutive weeks as an unranked team first time since 2003 and with the 15 and 11 mark Beamer has matched Joe Morrison Steve Spurrier and Will Muschamp for the most wins by a head football coach in his first two seasons at Carolina. So just looking at the Gamecocks and recent success What do you see going down in Columbia, Walker, Mayo? That
2: you got to be happy with what Shane Beamer has been able to do in Columbia. And man, it really came about at the end of last season. The fact that you're able to end on a high note with the way that Spencer Rattler played, because I think for the most part, it was disappointing up until those last couple of games. And if he didn't have those outings against Tennessee, against Clemson, then you might not even want Spencer Rattler back but it's a very much what have you done for me lately type of society and what he did was he won a couple of games against monster sec opponents including your biggest rival that you have and so the fact that he was able to play his best games at the end of the season go for as much yardage as he did throw some dimes especially against tennessee especially against tennessee spencer was very good you go from seven and six to eight and five to now you feel like you're in a pretty good spot if you're a south carolina fan so i think Right now, you got to be pleased with Shane Beamer. How about a 19th final ranking at the end of last season? So you finish within the top 25 yeah, man, I think you have to be feeling good. And now you're just hoping that Spencer can do what he did the last two games or anything close to that. You're hoping that he can do that more consistently and give you some really productive performances in the first month, second month, and so on, and not wait until the grand finale.
1: Yeah, I think this is a program that they definitely want to get back to where they were uh, at points during the Steve Spurrier area where Coach Spare, uh Steve Spurrier – era where he had three straight 11 win seasons down there in Columbia and was a real uh, SEC contender down in those parts, even though they had a hard time getting to the SEC championship game. But I think they'll take 11 wins any way that they can get them. Uh, I thought it was a very lackluster hire when they brought in Will Muschamp as the head coach. I never uh, was a big fan of that hire at all, even though he did take them to three bowl games and he did have a nine and four season in 2017 but I feel like Shane Beamer is a guy we know the lineage his father Frank as far as what he did at Virginia Tech, program builder, I think I see a lot of that in Shane Beamer as well. When you look at the recruiting that he's been able to do as of late, he's getting some big-time prospects down there to Columbia. I think the direction that this program is going, and I think all around, he's just a very likable guy. When you hear his mm-hmm. post-game interviews and you hear uh, the demeanor that he has, he strikes me as a guy that really cares about his kids and he's really trying to build this thing the right way. And I think it was very huge. Uh, for them as far as momentum for them to end the season the way that they did. Nobody saw – that drubbing that they put on Tennessee at homecoming. I mean, they really put it on them. And then for them to go into Death Valley and to get a win uh, to end their regular season, I thought those were big-time statement games from him. And I think South Carolina is a program that's on the rise under Shane Beamer.
2: Well, it's funny to see what South Carolina did at QB and to see what Clemson did at QB last year because I've often referred to DJU – not even having over 250 yards in a passing uh, passing in a game except for Wake Forest. That was the only time that he went above that mark where you even go to Spencer Rattler. He had 377 yards against Arkansas, second game of the season. But it would be until Tennessee, November 19th. So that second game of the season, September 10th against Arkansas, he throws for 370. Here are his other passing yard totals. 118 versus Georgia. 187, 212, 177, 168, 171, 200 on the mark, 145. I mean, Wes, up until Tennessee, he didn't even throw for 215 passing yards again. For what was in basically the rest of the college football season until bang, you go off for 438 against the fifth-ranked Tennessee Vols? 438? And then 360 on the road against Clemson. I mean, what a massive turnaround. You even throw for 246 against Notre Dame, which was more than what he was doing outside of Arkansas. I think that's what you're hoping for, right? If you're South Carolina, you're hoping, okay, that was the guy that was the Heisman hopeful at Oklahoma. It didn't work out the second year when Caleb Williams takes the job. Then he transfers to South Carolina, really wasn't working out for a large portion of this season until the very end the big time opponents came up and you beat them you went you won 63 to 38 31 to 30 against those opponents that that's what you're hoping for that rattler can give you something a little more consistent and he can be that guy that performed from november 19th on
1: yeah and this is a program especially with their location they have a lot of access uh, to recruit. So when you look at their 2023 signing class, according to 247, they were 16th in the country, brought in 11 four-stars and also uh, brought in a five-star recruit in Nick Harbor who a lot of people are very, very high on this young man. 6'5", 225, running that 100-meter dash out there in the low 10. So this is a tremendous athlete and a tremendous get from them. And uh, I think they're You know, really starting to get the requisite talent to put them up in the upper echelon of the SEC. And so when you look at, especially, them having the benefit of being in the East, I get Georgia is over there. Tennessee is on the rise as well. But this is a uh, division that they can make some hay in there, I think, if they can get the requisite recruits, especially quarterback. That's always been the big conundrum with the Gamecocks is that they can get pretty much everything else that they need. They seem to always have a solid defense. They have good skill players, but they can't ever really seem to find that big time quarterback. We'll see if Spencer Rattler indeed is the guy for them. But – and as far as just him continuing the success that he had, especially late in the year when he was able to get some of those big wins. But I like the direction that Beamer's going. Uh, I think he has a chance because when you talk about his dad and what he was able to do in Blacksburg – Not sure that he would be in Columbia as long as his dad was in Blacksburg, but I think that he could definitely uh, build this program and get them up into the conversation in the SEC, even though Clemson has made it tough for them, but I still think that uh, he's doing a great job, and I think he'll get as many recruits as he's losing based on what we're seeing so far.
2: Well, They hit the ground running, too. I mean, they started with Georgia State last year. They start with North Carolina on Saturday with a 7.30 kick on ABC here in the city of Charlotte. So against North Carolina, Carolina this time you could hit the ground running Shane Beamer actually talked about this on the Kyle Bailey show discussing how big it is for college game day to start the year at the Dukes Mayo Bowl because of this matchup that the Gamecocks have with the heels
0: yeah it's huge um you know when when this game was announced and or excuse me when you knew you were playing this game uh and you start looking at the schedule around college football week one And who's playing on Saturday, I thought there was honestly a decent chance that they would come. And then, uh, you know, as you talk to different people with ESPN over the last couple months, you know it's on their radar uh, as a possibility. And then to find out definitively this week was great news. Um, It's a great testament, obviously, uh, to Coach Brown and Drake May and – uh, the Tar Heels and the team they have and the excitement that there is about their program and their team in the 2023 season, but then also ours as well. Uh, it's a great opportunity for both programs. It's a great uh, opportunity for the city of Charlotte and Danny Morrison and everything that he does from an athletics or a sports standpoint there in, in, in town. So it, it's exciting. Uh, it's a great way to kick off the year. All eyes of college football will be, you know, on on Charlotte and on the Gamecocks and Tar Heels that day. And as you said at the beginning, I mean, uh, we've got a bunch of Gamecocks uh, there in the Charlotte area, and we need to uh, we need to make sure there's uh, all kinds of Garnet and Black uh, throughout Bank of America Stadium on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a tremendous game, and I think it's always important uh, for South Carolina anytime they can go into another state just to further the profile. I mean, especially when you talk about them coming into North Carolina as fertile as North Carolina has been from a recruiting standpoint, so I'm sure uh, they're excited about anytime they get a chance to uh, especially get into the Tar Heel State to get in front of those recruits.
2: No doubt. I, I think the fact that you have a matchup between both of these programs that are in somewhat similar spots right now, I mean, yeah, You just want to make that next step for South Carolina. Can you get the QB play where it's with North Carolina? I guess that's an opposite angle, but North Carolina has the QB and they just got to get everything else up to par. And if that can happen, then uh, it'll be a monster win to start your season off with for either one of these programs.